Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, coming to you guys on this beautiful day here in Scottsdale, Arizona, and it has been quite a week. I'm excited to be coming to you guys, but I will tell you what, as being in this uh, territory, being in my uh, position that I am, things are starting to go good. Um, what I've been doing over the last you know, four, five, six months, it's finally starting to pay off. So being busy, uh, and, th- and that's part of it, you guys. Once you break in, I always joked around and said, hey, the hardest part of my uh, life was like breaking in. And when I say that, I just meant like the amount of effort and work and consistency that I had to put in to, to land this job that you guys are trying to get. But once you get in, it's just as much work, if not more, you know. So I just say that once you get surgeries on the books, you have things going, you're juggling how you're supposed to be at all these different surgeries at the same time, have enough equipment for them. You're traveling at the same time. Like I'm going to be making a trip back out, uh, driving a full day. I'm going to be actually driving six hours out, leave here about four in the morning. I'll get to my case, do my case and drive back and hopefully be back by seven or eight o'clock that night if it all goes well. Uh, so just again, a little glimpse in the life of what it looks like uh, with medical device sales. And again, I'm living it. I'm living proof right now. It's all brand new to me. That's why I'm sharing my journey with you guys. So again, I'm really excited to do that. And I appreciate you guys tuning in. And, and again, also just all the great feedback that I've been getting. I love hearing from you guys. I love when you reach out to me on Instagram, on TikTok, on LinkedIn, whatever it is. And you guys just are telling me how much the podcast, how much the ebook, how much everything's helping you guys get these interviews and these jobs. And it's just really, really awesome to have your support. So again, I appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy schedules to, to let me ramble on and you guys listening to me. Uh, but today coming to you with why you're not getting interviews or getting hired. So I've been talking with a lot of candidates. And again, it's always like they're not getting interviews. They're not sure what's going on or they are getting interviews and they're just not landing it right They're They're just not getting to that final round. And and if they are, they're not, they're not being the one chosen for it. And again, that's part of the journey. Uh, But I want to go into a little detail of maybe why that's happening. Maybe some places you guys are missing uh, why that's why you're not where you want to be or getting the job offers you want to. So um, number one, getting into it, just looking at the wrong places. Uh, if you've listened to my podcast, I actually just did one. Where should you guys be spending most of your time? Should it be on LinkedIn? Should it be at the company website? Are you guys networking? All that good stuff. Um, a lot of times I'll talk to people who they're just looking on, you know, Indeed or some of these job boards, which again, there's nothing wrong with doing that. They, they get posted there. But what's going to make the difference for you? And that's where I've said it a million times on here. I'm never going to stop saying it. It's networking, networking, networking until I'm blue in the face. It's not what you know. It's who you know. The person that you find that you can make a relationship with, they are much more likely to get you a job or get your foot in the door than if you just apply online. And if you guys haven't, go back to my podcast uh, where I did talk about where should you be applying online, where I can t- it goes into detail about you know the computer system if you are just applying online and why that's probably not the best thing for you if you don't have the perfect resume. So again, I'm not going to dig too deep on that since I have a whole nother podcast about it, but just making sure that you guys are going to the places and spending your time that's going to get you the biggest results. And and again, that comes into being in a territory. Am I going to go to an account that's, you know, doing maybe a, for example, am I going to go to an account that's doing maybe $40,000 a year? Or am I going to put more of my time and effort into an account that's doing $500,000 a year? You know, like that's where your time and invested, maybe you land that one. But if you would have just put 
that same in time invested in landing the 500 one, that would change your territory, right? So that's, again, it's no different in the interview process that it is once you guys are in the job, relating it to what you're doing while you're trying to get the job so you can explain that you can do the job. But again, I'm going to come every single time looking where at the right place is the right places, the reps, the managers, the people in the positions that you guys are wanting to get to and being able to be patient enough to know that it's not the relationship that you make today that's going to pay off. It's the relationship that you make today that it'll pay off in six months. Um, that's what it is. It's people going to bat for you. you. If people call me, right, and we have a good relationship and I have an opportunity, I'm going to go to bat for them. But if I don't know you, I'm not going to help you, right? So that's the, that's the biggest thing is most people will spend eight hours on a resume when that resume doesn't matter. Uh, like, a, like I say in that one podcast, I got told my resume sucked <laughs> every single time I went in. They're like, this is super weak. But yet I got the four job offers yet. I was always in front of them doing the interview. You know, there's, there's ways around it and there's always ways to be creative, to get yourself in front of people. So again, if you guys aren't getting interviews or getting hired, it's let's go more in that interview section of you're just looking at in the wrong place. You got to network again. I, a little, I just talked about it. Hey, I, I networked with 3000 people out of 3,180. You're not going to hit a hundred percent, but you're just trying to get it and out of 180. I got four job offers, right? You're it's all about playing the odds. I just had a guest on here last week. said the same thing, reached out to a hundred, was able to talk with 1520 that led to getting some interviews, right? So it's again, just getting in contact with people who can uh, get you an interview or who have influence on people doing the interviews. A lot of times if you reach out to a sales rep, a sales rep is going to be like, hey, let me get you in touch with my manager, right? And the manager is the one who's going to be making the decision when that comes open. So again, making sure that you guys are spending your time in the right place is going to go a long way when you are trying to break in or get that interview. And we're going into number two, uh, not committed. You're, you're, you're just feeling it out. You're kind of being like, ah, I kind of want to, the best way to explain it is one foot in, one foot out. Um, you guys will be feeling that ah, I kind of want to do this. Oh, it sounds pretty cool, but, but you really don't want to do it. And I say that because I get a lot of people from that. And that's that I'll be honest. That's why reps majority of the time don't pick up phone calls from people like yourself who are reaching out, wanting to talk to them. I've been told one of one of the reps I used to uh, reach out to him. He cracks me up. He he would say, "I'm not here to make you feel better about your decision. You're a grown person. Like make you're an adult. Make your own life decision." And that's why he won't talk to anybody who reaches out to him because he's like, "I'm not sitting here to make you feel good about your life or do anything. Like you're a grown adult. Make your own life decision." And I just laughed every single time um, because it's true. I get a lot of people who call. Again, I'm. I always love talking to people because a lot of people helped me. So I'm, I'm going to help whenever I can. But I have people all the time asking me, oh, oh I, I want this, but, I, but how much money does it make? Oh, I want this, but oh, I think it sounds cool. Oh, I want – you don't want this. You want the idea of medical device. You want the idea of working for a top company, making over six figures, having a lifestyle of freedom. You like the idea of it, but you don't really want it. And that's me just being real. You don't want to wake up at 4 a.m. and drive six hours and do a surgery and drive six hours back and get ready for another 14-hour day the next day. You don't want that. You just want the paycheck. You want the prestige of being able to say you're in medical device sales. And I'll be honest, that is 99% of you guys who are listening to me right now, that's you. And that's, and like I said, I don't sugarcoat anything. I, I give it to you as it is. A lot of people who reach out to me, they like the idea of getting into medical device because it's somebody told them that it would be a good idea. Oh, my mom or my dad or, or, or a person I know, they, 
they make a lot of money. So yeah, I should do it. That's not good enough. Um, and people can sniff through that. And again, if you're not a hundred percent committed, no manager is going to even blink an eye. They're not going to waste their time. And if you're coming in here with like, again, I did a different approach when I'm trying to find out I was committed, but I was trying, I was curious. I wanted to learn from you. Like when I was reaching out to reps, it was always, what could I learn about the industry? What could I find out from you that maybe can help me with my search and help me make my own decision? Because again, it's no one else's decision, but mine. And I got to do all the work to figure it out. A lot of times when people are reaching out, that's not the case. They want to be told by whoever they're reaching out to, yes, you need to do this. They like, like, again, like that one rep said, it's not my choice. It's not my life. I don't care what you do with your life. If you don't want to be in medical sales or you do, doesn't matter to me. I don't care. I'm still living my life. Right. So that's, that's tough love to everybody out there that like goes on to their, Oh, I want to do it. But you really don't because the people who do the people who are like myself, when I was reaching out and doing it, we're going to smash you. You're never going to get an interview. And if, even if you do, you'll never even get past the second round because people can sniff it out. If you're not committed, if you don't want it, it's not, it's not even a, a waste of time. And I could go on for this for hours because of how many people reach out and tell me, Oh, I'm going to do it but they don't do it. Talk is cheap. And that's what I say to every single person that calls me. You can tell me, you can blow stuff up to me all the time, how great you are, how sure, how you are going to be amazing. I don't care because talk is cheap until you're doing it, getting results, doing everything. Um, it doesn't matter. So again, that's a, that's a reason you're, if you're in this process and you're not getting interviews or you're not getting hired, if you're not committed 100%, people are going to tell that and they're not going to waste their time because why would someone help you when you're not going to help yourself? So a little tough love there, but hopefully if you needed to hear it, it helped you either get motivated or figure out you need to go somewhere else and maybe start working on a new path for yourself. Um, number three, not prepared. This is a big one. Um, a lot of times if you guys aren't getting interviews, let's talk about going back to networking. A lot of times I'll have people who reach out to myself. And, and again, at the beginning, I made the same mistake. It's nothing I, I say this out of love because it's not anything that I didn't do myself at the beginning. Um, but you guys don't come prepared. You call me and you have no questions prepared. You don't have anything to ask. Again, this isn't a bad thing, but it's like, for example, if you're calling me, right? Like my time, just like everybody's time. Everybody's time is important, not just mine. Everybody's time is important. I'm not going to sit here and waste time. If you reached out to me and you wanted to learn from me and you're not going to take 10 minutes before to write down three questions, I'm not going to help you. Like I'm not going to spend my time helping you come. So where this carries over, you're not getting interviews because if you're not coming prepared to the interview, if you don't know the market share, you don't know the product, you don't know the mission statement. If you don't know who your competitors are, if you don't know, you know, why you fit the company role or why you fit this role to be the best candidate. You're just wasting every single person's time in that room plus yours. You know, you have to come prepared. You got to know what you're getting yourself into um, and, and every step of it. And so when I say that, when you reach out, you're like if you're reaching out to me or you're reaching out to another rep, it's not, again, it's not just about me. I'm just sharing my experience. But if you guys are going to be reaching out to people, you need to come prepared because that's the job. I don't just walk into a doctor's office or I don't just walk into the hospital and just be like, oh, who are you? Oh, that's cool. Right. If that's my client or if that's a possible prospect, no, I'm going to know who the heck they are, where they went to school, what the, what I need to know about them, possibly volume or whatever it is. 
And now I have a background to go talk to them because if I'm not doing my homework and I'm not prepared, I'm not going to get that sale. I'm not going to get that doctor to uh, convert. Why would they? You're lazy. You're not going to do it. That's why I say that. If you're not coming prepared to just regular phone calls, if you're not coming prepared to uh, the interview process, this, the being prepared is all a part of medical device sales. Like I have to know, I already have my whole week planned out. And it's the week before, and I'm already checking into the week after that. Like, if you're not doing preparation, and if you're not knowing where you're going, you're again. I say it a lot, but you're wasting your your time. You're wasting everyone else's time. Like, don't waste your own time. Be prepared. Have good questions. If you don't know good questions, take time to look up good questions. You Google questions. You know, there's there's nothing else. And and with that, just ask them about themselves. You know, how did you break in? That was always something that I I said. Excuse me, I had to get a drink of water, but just always come prepared. Make sure you, if you're going to talk to someone, take 10 seconds to look them up on LinkedIn. Find out where they went to college. Find out if they have a hobby. Maybe look them up on Facebook or Instagram. See if you can see. Maybe they like to golf. Maybe they went to a vacation spot you've been to. Like you're trying to make common threads that you guys can talk about. And then same thing once you get in the interview. I mentioned it. Make sure you guys come prepared. Know the product. Know your mission statement. That's going to be a question they're probably going to ask you. Know why you want to get in medical device sales. I actually just had a call with somebody this morning. That's a question that they hadn't seen before. And I tell you, you'll get it asked every single interview. And especially once you get into the later rounds. Why do you want to be in medical device sales? Everybody wants to help everybody, right? Everybody says, because I love to help people. Cool. That's not a good enough answer. Because everybody who's trying to break into medical device sales wants to help people. That's not a good enough answer to make yourself stand out. You know, you need to have specifics. Be as specific as possible. And that's what I told this candidate. You have to be specific as possible because everybody is broad. Why do you want to be in medical device sales? I want to help people. I want to make some money. Cool. Why? If you can't expand on why, you can't tell that you're actual why you want to do things. It doesn't matter. So just always coming prepared if you're not prepared. That's, again, another reason why you're not getting those interviews and you're not getting hired. You're not closing. Number four, you guys are not telling your story properly. Now, what I mean by telling your story is we all have a story. We all have a background. We all have a journey of where we're at. We are all able to show why we would be the best fit for a position. So when that comes into how it relates for you trying to get interviews, trying to get hired, know your story. And what I mean by that is my story was, hey, I was a personal trainer who was 25 years old, who was excited to break in and I was hungry, willing to do whatever it takes. And I'm just reaching out to as many reps as I can so I can learn about this awesome industry. And I'm going to keep tabs along the way. You know, when I was able to be like, when I was able to be in three months, you know, or five months in this journey, and I'm able to say, hey, I've reached out to over 2000 people. I have 112 people on my Excel sheet. And I, and I went into detail of who they were. You know, you guys, you guys have heard the spiel if you've listened to my podcast. But if I was able to show that and then be like, hey, this is why I want to get in. I had three good reasons why I wanted to break into medical device sales. You know, and being able to expand on that, that helped tell my story of why I wanted to be in it. Why was I a good fit? You know, like being able to show that I'm persistent, maybe able to make relationships, show that I had success being a personal trainer. with, And I started a business and within two years, I was in the top 10%. Hey, this is how I can be an asset to your team. You know, being able to tell my story of when I get in, I've already sh- I've already proven that I've I, I'm I can do this job by keeping an Excel sheet, by reaching as many people, by um, 
by putting in the amount of work that I have, by landing these interviews that I'm landing, I know that I can do it by also meeting people that are in the industry that have been president club winners telling me I'm doing more than a lot of the reps on their team, right? Like being able to tell your story and why you're the best fit for their team and understand it's, it's straight to you. Like not every manager is going to like your story. You know, that's why you're doing all these interviews. That's why you're reaching out to hundreds and hundreds of people because not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to like your story. Not everybody's going to think you're the best person. But guess what? One person will. And that's all you need to get a job. That's all we need is one person to take a shot. So understand, you got to know your story, who you are, why you're the best fit, what strengths you have that will help uh, come to the job and make an impact right away. Because when somebody's hiring you, you're there to make their life easier, not harder. They don't want to have to sit there and babysit you. They don't want to have to sit there and teach you for years. Your job is to come in and within a month, be on your own, making everybody's life easier and doing it all by yourself. And if you don't know the answers, you figure the answers out on your own. Like that is your job. And so you need to show why your past experience and who you are as a person, how do you prove that, right? Like for me, it was like, nobody works harder than me. I can prove that with my business that I've done. I can, I've proven that I can make relationships. I could prove that I was a go-getter by showing my Excel sheet, by showing my videos that what I'm doing. I had passion when I talked. I, I could just, again, formulate a story to tell about who you are and why you're the best fit. And then with that, be able to tell the situation, right? That was a talk I had with a candidate again today was when you're in a meeting and maybe you're in an interview, you can take more time. You can tell the details of who you are, right? But if you're getting on a call with a rep and the rep's like, I got 10 minutes, what do you want? Make yours condensed into 30 seconds of who you are, why you're calling them and get the information you need from them and learn from them. Like being able to read situations, that's that's huge as well. So again, when going into knowing uh, how to tell your story, you just have, it's something you rehearse, it's you practice. But when I say rehearse, it shouldn't be like robotic. It shouldn't be like scripted. It should just be you saying, hey, like for me, hey, I'm Jacob and this is who I am. And this is why I think I'll be a good fit for your company. Knowing I'm not going to be a good fit for every company, just like in every company is not going to be a good fit for me. So you guys just being, and, and I guess with that, they'll go in with a little bit of confidence. You guys got to be confident in who you are um, going into to the interviews, going into the uh, final interviews or just reaching out to random people, you know, like that's, that's your job. And if, if you don't like, and you're bad at reaching out to people, two things, you either got to get a lot better at it, or you don't, you need to do something else because that's all sales is, is reaching out to people you don't know at first to make relationships. And then number five not closing, you're not following up. So this is the part where I'm always saying, uh, cross your T's, dot your I's. You guys got to do the little things. This is where it goes a long way is if you're not closing. And what I mean when I say not closing, are you guys, when you are in the interviews, are you land, Are you asking what's the next step? Or do you have any hesitations with myself? Um, a lot of people I'll talk to that have, I mentioned on the podcast before, have gotten job offers, but they didn't close at the end. They didn't get the job because they thought the interview was going too well. And that's a lot of candidates. They don't want to make that awkward situation where you guys are in the interview, you're at the very end, and what the manager or the interviewee is going to do, or interviewer is going to push you off. All right. Well, Jake, hey, that was great. We'll see you next time. Thanks for coming in. Oh, okay, cool. Bam. You just lost the interview. Um, because you didn't close. 
that that's their job is to push you off just because that's what doctors are going to do. They doctors are busy. Doctors don't have time to sit and talk to you, but you have to be able to show that you have value and be able to show that you can get surgeries on the books, that you can have those tough conversations that are needed. So same exact thing when you're in the interview process. Like if you guys don't know what closing is, again, go back to my previous videos. I go over it, but when you guys are going into that final interview and you guys are like in every interview, you need to know what the next step is. You need to ask first off, would you have any hesitations why I want to be a right candidate to move on to the next round? If you guys are in those first couple of rounds and then they'll either be like, well, yeah, our, our hesitations are you don't have a sales experience. All right. You better be able to rebuttal it and have a good answer for that. Or they'll be like, no, we don't have any hesitations and we're happy to move you on to the next round then that's great. That's part one. Then part two is, great. What does that look like? When can I expect to hear from you? Can we get something on the books right now? Again, you're trying to set the next step in stone right away. You're trying to get it on the books so it's known. And then if it's not, you need to know who to contact, who it is. So again, if it's like, oh, we'll get back to you next Tuesday. Oh, great. Will I be hearing from yourself? Good. Okay. Can I get your email? Can I get your number? Stuff like that. So you need to be able to know how to follow up with them. So that is huge on the closing part. And then, when, like I just said, the following up. After every interview, it does not matter. You need to follow up and say thank you for taking the time to speak with me and also maybe put some strong points of why, again, you're the best candidate. My follow-up was always normally around, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to meet with me. I uh, really appreciate it. And then go into, here's again why I feel like I'm the right fit for the job. And then I'd list what I've mentioned in the interview and said, look forward to hearing back from you. Or if it was like, look forward to moving on to the next round or look forward to next Tuesday when I'm meeting with blank and blank, you know, like being as specific as possible never hurts. But if you didn't have anything on the books, you're following up. But that's the importance of this is you guys need to make sure that you're doing the little things and you're getting stuff on the books, no matter how uncomfortable it is, because that again, that is again sales. So it doesn't matter if you are that is more like if you're trying to get hired, that's what you guys need to do at the end of every interview. And then even at the end of the interview, when they're like, it's the final round and you're like, hey, would you have any hesitations why I'm not the right candidate for this position? Might, they might say yes or they might say no and then give you questions and you need to be able to answer them. If they say, hey, we don't have any hesitations, you are, you are the right candidate for this position. Great. And then you need to get stuff on the books. When can I when can I expect to be receiving an offer letter? When what will that timeline look like? Who will I be receiving it from? You know, like again, getting to specifics because, like I said, there are several candidates that I talked to that didn't do what I just said, and they got told they had the job, but they didn't ask when the timeline was and all that good stuff, and they end up not getting the job because of that. So again, making sure that you guys are crossing your T's and dotting your I's. Um, again, that is more in the hired, why you're not getting hired. Um, if you guys, again, going back to interviews, just follow up. Uh, again, you don't close people you don't know, um, especially if it's just you reaching out, trying to talk to a rep and saying, hey, for the first time and getting a face. But I always would just say, thank you so much for your time. I can't tell you how much I really appreciate it. And then at the end, like within an hour or two, I would always shoot them a text and say, you know, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I really appreciate you jumping on a call with me and really appreciate maybe one point of advice that they gave to you that you found uh, knowledgeable or found very valuable. And then being able to speak to that and just say thank you again. Um, that goes a long way because, again, it shows that you're doing the job before you have it. And if that rep liked you and liked how you followed up and liked your conversation, 
they can push you forward and be like, hey, manager, I have somebody if we have a spot open up or if you guys hear of anything, right? So that's that's the big one. And then last one I just thought of it, going into like kind of the hired Go back to, and listen to the podcast with Drew Roberts if you guys are getting those interviews, but you're just not closing um, and you're not getting the offer. Um, that that podcast, Drew is a President Club winner. He went into detail of, you know, especially that he told me those last three job interviews that he's done, he's done the closing method and he's never lost an interview. And, th- and that really comes in just being able to make yourself stand out because once you guys get into that final interview, those final two interviews, everybody's a great candidate. Everybody should be hired for the position. What are you going to do to make yourself stand out compared to the other one, two, three, four candidates? That's what you guys have to be thinking. And he gave a great thing for me, like myself in my job interview. You know, I, I put a guitar pick and asked um, or told them if we were going to be meeting them in person, I was going to give them all a guitar pick and show them why I'm the right pick for this position. And I'll expand on that real quick. Why that's so profound is you think about it, it's just a guitar pick, but guess what happens when I walk out of the room three hours later and that manager pulls that guitar pick out of his pocket? Who's he think of? Me. I just influenced him. He's thinking about me and I'm three hours gone, right? Those are the little things that will make you separate yourself. And that's why like when I did that, I landed, I got every job offer after that. I started doing what Drew told me. It works. Um, So again, being able to be creative and show why you're the right candidate over the other candidates. Once you guys get into that final, um, final round, that's everybody's a good candidate. So again, you guys, every time I make these videos, it's all out of love. It's me trying to, to be the big brother, uh, the, the weird uncle. I don't know the guy who's just like, Hey, this is what it is. Um, if you don't like it, I'm sorry, but I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it to make you feel all good and jolly inside because that's not sales. You know, doctors aren't going to make sure you feel good when you, when a surgery goes bad, they're going to make sure you know that your surgery went bad. Right. Um, I just like to tell, tell it is how it is. You know, like I want you all to have success. I all want you guys to break in. That's my goal. That's why I'm doing this. My, I'm not hiding anything. I want you all to be successful and land the dream job that you want. But just understand that it's not easy. It's it's tough, and it's it. You have to work on it, and you have to push hard, and you have to be willing to make sacrifices and show why you're the right person for the job. Because again, hundreds and hundreds of people apply for every position that is posted. You have to be able to show why you should stand out, and that's that's why I always give this tough love. Is most people who reach out to me, they're intrigued by the process or they're intrigued by the position, but they really don't want it. And I get told a million times how I'm, they're going to see me in the device sales. They'll reach out to me once they land a job or they're going to see me once they hit president club. And it's all cool. But again, first off, I really don't care because um, I'm worried about me doing my own thing. But two, like talk is cheap. Everybody tells me how they're going to be a millionaire. Everybody tells me how they're going to be successful. Everybody says everything in the world. We all know people like that. Just understand, talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than words, what you've heard since you were younger. And every time, I'll leave you guys with this. Every time I went into a job interview, my question I asked me, which made me reflect on myself, was would I want to go up against me in an interview? And that's a real question that you guys need to ask yourself. Because at the begin, beginning of it, like I always say, yes, I would have. I wasn't prepared enough. I didn't do enough research. I didn't uh, have good enough questions or answers for questions that I was getting asked. 
But by the end of it, when I started getting the, when I got the four job offers, guess what? No, I want to want to go up against me. I spent hours, hours and hours of just getting business plans put together for that one company. You know, I spent eight hours one day putting a business plan together. Did someone else do that? Probably not. You know, like that's how I thought in my head, you know, like did, did anyone else reach out to 3000 reps? No. Did anyone else keep an Excel sheet with 180 people? No. Did any, uh, anybody else research for four hours of just one competitor so I can talk and know them inside and out? No. That's what I'm talking about is what's separating yourself from being in it. And again, I, let me be the first to tell you, I know I'm crazy. I know I'm like intense. I know I go above and beyond, but it's also one reason why I got four job offers from top 30 medical device sales companies. They saw that. They saw that I'm going to get results. And I believe it in myself too. I'm a very confident person. Like whatever I put my mind to, I'm going to do it. So again, the reason I say this to you is you got to think you're going up against me in every single interview. And I want you to crush me. I want you to think that I'm going up against Jacob in my next interview and I'm going to crush his soul and this job is mine because that's the confidence you need in every single one of these job interviews that you guys are going into. So again, everything I do is out of love. Everything I do is just to try to make you guys better and closer to the goal of you guys landing your dream job because that's what I want for you. So again, if you guys are looking for just a little help I have my ebook of exactly what I did. Um, again, new to medical device sales. You guys can check it out in the show notes where I, I, I display everything. I put my business plan um, outline in there. I put my actual 306090. I put uh, what a brag book is. I go into detail of questions I asked during the interview, what questions I got asked in the interview process, and just a, a, a deep dive into my journey and everything I did. So you guys can legit almost copy and paste and, and start doing it yourself as long as you're willing to do the work. Um, I know you'll be successful because I'm having people reach out to me every day who've had it. Our last guest um, just came on Christian and he talked about how he just uh, was able to use my book and he just landed a job with the top 30 companies. So again, if you guys are willing to do the work, I know it's an opportunity for you. Uh, but again, I really appreciate you guys jumping on taking time to listen to me and I look forward to seeing you guys on the next one. Peace.